Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Nutramount Report for Wednesday, October the 4th. And we have one of my favorite guests on here, the brilliant uh, retired professor, Bill Warner. Good first name, Bill. Uh, Bill is a great name. Great name. Uh, Bill, by the way, means, uh, uh, you know, conquer, like William the Conqueror. It means William means one who conquers. You conquer the intellectual issues that really Islam, according to Walid Shabbat and Theodore Shabbat, and you, uh, is really a geopolitical mind control system. 86% of the time is the percentage that, that Walid told me, as he's been on the show many times. And you do too. Uh, so we need to deal with that. It's not really a religious system. As you call it the Teflon calling, I call it the, the moon-shaped icing on the Islamic <laughs> mind control cake. How's that? And it, pre- it, it pretends to be a, uh, a, a system of religion, but really it is, it's not a religion. I mean, it's not like even like Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity, even uh, shamanism. It's not. It is a mind control system, a geopolitical system, and it, when it comes in, it's like a metastasis. It's like, hey, I'm small old soul carcinoma of the geopolitical system. My name is Islam. That's what it is. It's a metastasizing thing. And we look at the list of churches in the first uh, century in the book of Revelation, and that list of churches is now either defunct or they're now Islamic cities. People need to understand that, don't they? They do, and let me throw in one more. Aside from the seven churches of Asia, as it's talked about in the book of Revelation, do you remember if you read the New Testament, particularly in Acts, Saul of Tarsus? Right. Tarsus was in what's now called Turkey as well. There right. There zero Christians left in, Sar- in Tarsus. Wow. Now look, here's the big problem. You know right. this and I know this. But I, will, I can give you a historical example of a man who took Muslim Brotherhood money to go to Turkey. And he was a Presbyterian minister. When he came back from Turkey, he said, this is, if, if I have seen Islam and it is a wonderful thing, we need more of it. He took a Hindu, a friend of mine, Vijay Kumar, to write a letter to the editor and say, you, he didn't call him a fool, he says, you're misinformed. He says, you are walking in a Christian graveyard, and yet here you are as a Presbyterian minister, and you don't even know that you are walking on the, dead, the bones of your dead ancestors. So here we have 
ministers here in what's called the buckle on the Bible belt, right. and they don't know that anything you've just said is true. Well, you know, the problem is, I think, and, and this is something, people aren't, I, I don't like to use the word stupid. I don't even no. like to use the word misinformed. I, I call it purposeful ignorance. These are people that actually, otherwise, their own gut tells them something that their mind doesn't want to believe. Your mind you know, and I work in the same track. I call them professionally ignorant. Right. So they, there's an actual geopsychiatric illness here where your gut tells you there's something really wrong with this picture. For example, uh, we talked about this in the last hour about I call instead of gun registration, I call people registration. And I'm not talking about a police state. For example, if we had agents sitting, and whether it's a police or an intel agent sitting in every mosque, like you just mentioned before the show started, that in Switzerland, it's a law now, they have to have one or more dialectics where the imam has to speak, not in Arabic, but in a dialectic that's a common language in Switzerland in the mosques. So that's really logical. It means you speak in the common language. So if you say something insightful, everybody in the mosque, including people who are visiting, will know. It's no great hindrance. No. If it's the truth, then it's okay. It's okay. But, you know, I'm not talking about pre-crime or a police state. I'm talking about three things, three M's. Metadata, money, and mental health. And the problem is if we had used these principles, what I call, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about pre-crime because we, we realize we should be in, we are in a state of war, not just against Islam, but against extremists of all types. And most of the extremists are either several different categories, but they're being utilized by the globalists to, to balkanize people, to break up groups and we call identity politics like Obama did and Hillary Clinton, to so-called things that they can go grab guns and there's 381 million guns in America with billions of bullets it's not possible that's why the Canadian government got rid of their law grabbing guns but the whole idea the best way to deal with Islam is just just to ask questions for example when you talk to Muslims and say they haven't read the Quran or the Hadith and you ask them simple questions they have to give simple answers you know the most powerful thing I found medical legally is a thing called quotation marks and you're the master of what I call painful without anesthetic use of quotation marks. Uh, you actually rewrote the Hadith and the Quran in the words of, of Muhammad. And when people read this in the lineal time schedule, which actually explains the history of Muhammad, you have to realize this guy was a psychotic killer that only started to succeed after, after he actually converted to a Muslim terrorist organization uh, when they had the initial or softer version of quote, Islam that never went anywhere. And he started all his jihads. I mean, how many jihads did he do personally? I think it was like 29, but altogether about 76 before he died. Yeah, actually, there's a, I found another listing. There are 95 events of jihad in the last nine years of his life. Right. And one of them was, for example, he went down to a place in uh, Yemen. And it was a, a, a Jewish community that was had their own, uh, I don't know, palm dates, I think it was. And uh, they went and they burned down the palm dates and killed all the Jews. People have to understand this is what they did. And you have to understand that Islam, whether you're taking a truck and killing people in the, in the marketplace at Christmas time, or you've got a, a pipe bomb, <coughs> or you just decide to take a weapon or even a machete and chop people up and say the, the gate, say in London, you have to understand the whole idea of Islam is to create a state of terror so that they can tell you that they feel justified, they're doing, quote, the God's will. They're, they're, they feel very religious when they're doing these violent acts, don't they? Well, they're found in their religious texts. Quran, Surah, right. Hadith. By the way, let me give you a little piece of inside information. Right. I got an email. The best thing about what I do are the people I meet. 
and I met a man on my inbox, and he said, I have always gone every year to the Oktoberfest, stayed at the same hotel, became right. friends with the hotel owner. He said, the hotel owner called me this year and says, do not come to the Oktoberfest. He said, my wife is afraid to go outside. Now think about what I just told you. A great cultural institution. And oh, by the way, this guy who went to the Oktoberfest, he says, I don't even drink beer. It's a great party even if you don't drink beer. Right. And here we have one of Germany's great signature events. I've never been to Germany for the Oktoberfest, but I've heard enough about it that I would like to go. But now then, the very man who could make money selling you a hotel room says, do not come. Do you realize what degradation this is putting the German people in? And at the people at the top, what do they care? Merkel hasn't apologized yet. Well, now remember Merkel's history, and I'd like you to explain this, because it explains how ignorant and, and foolish religious leaders are actually leading us down a pathway toward geocultural meltdown and, and cultural Marxism, in a sense, for the globalists to get rid of borders. I remember listening to the DACA kids a week or so ago, chanting as... Uh, as as uh, Nancy Pelosi was coming in the room and she had just finished negotiating with Trump and Schumer to try to save the DACA kids. And of course, Trump's admission rate, even when he was being elected, was, I'm only going to deport the criminals. We're going to deal with everybody else later. The DACA kids, he's going to protect. He said, even if Congress can't do something in five or six months, I'm going to step in. And yet they came out and they're calling her a liar and yelling 11 million. I'm thinking, no, there's not 11 million DACA kids. There's probably 820,000. Uh, what we have to understand, Islam has the same attitude. They believe that they have a right to be here. They have a right to change their culture. They have a right to Sharia law. That's why in Quebec, Canada, about 10 years ago, they tried to shove it through, even remove specific food things from the menu for every Quebecer, not just in the little districts where they had a majority or minority. So people need to understand what Islam is. It's to literally mutate our culture. That's why they buy out and make Sharia-compliant textbooks, you've pointed out, in other kind of places like Tennessee why they're taking over universities like George Washington University, why they have Sharia-compliant people inside the Democratic Party that are senior people there that want to make the Democratic Party and the American political system basically Islamophobic uh, behavior is unacceptable and they want to make it Sharia-compliant politics in America, don't they? Well, this is true, and I can tell you that it is true because if you speak up, and by the way, Dr. Bill, I have been known to speak up. Oh, no, you're kidding. <laughs> you wouldn't get on the list you're on unless you could speak up like you do. I'm sure you're considered one of the most dangerous men in modern history, not just to Muslims, but to globalist Democrats and Rhino Republicans and people in other nations that don't want to hear the story of the truth of what's going on, which is a metastatic, yeah, a metastatic geopolitical system, otherwise known as Islam. Wow. Well, we've got a couple-minute break. We'll be right back. If you have questions, too, you can call in uh, and talk to retired Professor Bill Warner, 877-317-6432. back and uh, Professor Bill Warner I'd like you to kind of talk about the uh, rise of the new party in Germany that's got quite a few seats so it's the lowest number of turnout for supporting Angela Merkel and her party since I think after the Second World War she's hanging on by geopolitical fingernails and 
this new party is going to get funding for teaching the public, which is really significant because they they don't get you know lobbying funds actually like in Germany. They basically get funds from the general government, and that means the public is going to learn about the danger of the country to a form of uh, use by the leftist atheists of this uber-religious or pseudo-religious group called Islam to destroy by cultural Marxism the culture and the population and to homogenize it or to metastasize Islam to destroy Germany. Germany, the geopolitical, industrial, and technological engine of Europe, they want to destroy it. And the people are becoming aware of, like, oh, I have a metastatic cancer. Oh, not good. I can actually see it poking through my chest wall in my right leg. Uh, that's what's going on in the. Uh, what's the name of the party? It's called the uh, L. Yeah, the uh, the political party in Germany. Uh, I have to think. Of it. The last one is D for Deutschland Freedom. Deutschland. FDA, it's, it's I think it's called. The, the collective so, name of all these parties is Freedom Parties. Yeah, I think it's Freedom. I think it's called the FAD uh, party or something like that. Freedom for Deutschland. Anyway. What this means, and there's sub-fractions too within it, but the general theme is they're becoming aware that they've had a metastatic disease infect their geopolitics. Well, this is true. I've been to Europe several times and have spoken with members of the Dutch Freedom Party, the German Freedom Party, and the Austrian Freedom Party. And this is not all of them. But anyway, what we're helping to do with them... I gave a lecture to their uh, staff, on a staff, or some of their leadership, on what I call proper terminology. And you already mastered the question. says, never refer to Islam, always refer to political Islam. You're a exactly. political party and you're a... I'm, I'm, I'm a good student. I've learned from the professor. Well, you have, <laughs> you've, you've sat there and listened. Uh, amazing what will happen if you just show up and listen. It's amazing, anyway, isn't it? It really is. So... So what we're trying to do is, is we would like, to, and by the way, my books are being translated. I've already been translated into German, so they can understand this in their native language. Ooh. And I have a. Can we call them agents? Uh, let's call them partners. Who uh, I have far more political work that happens in Europe than in America. In America, it's just Bill and his wife. And but in Germany, I've got. You know, in Europe, I've got about a hundred people. I have people who work with me in Lithuania, Iceland, uh, Italy. Romania and Germany and Austria. Wow! So what's happening is, is that in every case we have people who can give the. I I do the lecture in English, and then my students, and that's what they call themselves, master it in German, so that when the when the German Freedom Party is listening to someone talk about what we're doing, it's in their native language as well. Wow! So, so one of the things we want to do is we want to help, and this is exciting work, Doctor Bill. To help shape the resistance of Europe to Islam, because they what they they have the you mentioned it earlier they have the instinct they know that something ain't right here, but they went to the same schools you and I did in the sense of they taught them nothing about Islam either. So now then, what we're right. able to do is to come in into the Freedom Party. And exactly. Uh, oops, I think we lost our connection with Bill. So we'll oh, connect. Oh, there so, you're back. So anyway, we're what well, it's. This is exciting work for me, Dr. Bill, that I'm going to be able to help shape European politics. Well, the thing is, what we're seeing, and it's not just a Trump thing, Brexit, Trump, the rise of this Deutschland Freedom Party, the rise of, of nationalism in Austria, Italy, and elsewhere, is basically a revulsion against 
transnational globalism and against homogenization of cultural and religious groups and geopolitical groups. For example, most people realize that the West is based on a Judeo-Christian principle that's based on the Bible and the rights come from the Creator God. Uh, every other system, by the way, including Islam, doesn't mean your rights come from, from Muhammad or uh, Allah. They come from the court, the system. The system itself is, in a sense, your God. And people don't understand this. Every other country on earth other than America, their geopolitical system is based on a government. Now, as Islam metastasizes, uh, how many countries is it in now? And the rate it's going, a very large percentage of minority of population, especially in France, I think they have 7 or 8 million Muslims, and there's many no-go zones. But if it continues, especially uh, as Turkey tries to get full citizenship in the European Union, we're going to see disaster. disaster. We'll see what's called Sharia-compliant or tolerant behavior geopolitically and otherwise, and it's very, very bad for America because even our missile defense system is tied to the European and missile defense systems. So this is terrifying stuff that's going on here. People don't understand how dangerous it is, not just to us, but the world, because the globalists want to balkanize things to the point where eventually there is a big war, like the third letter of Albert Pike, and they want the Muslims to be destroyed by us, the so-called uh, you know, <laughs> people that are uh, patriot conservatives in whatever country we're in, fighting against Islam, and we destroy each other, and they're left with a minority of human beings left, and they can replace us with cyborgs or intelligent robots or God knows what they want. But the world 20 years from now, 2037, is a very nasty-looking world, the way the globalists are bringing us. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned that the globalists want to homogenize us. Really what they do is they want to take the best and push it down to the lowest. Right. It, it's, it isn't that there's an elevation of culture with this homogenization process. Now, by the way, let me be clear here. I am not against other people coming to America as long as they share our basic fundamental values right. of gold and critical thought. Right. Other it doesn't matter what race or skin color as long as they become Americans. Precisely. And you don't even right. have to eat hamburgers. You can eat kosher. I don't care. Oh yeah, you, you bring your recipe cards, but bring don't your bring recipe. don't bring your uh, an Islamic uh, uh, cultural and geopolitical thing that replaces. For example, when they arrive here and they want to have uh, the, the the poll that I've seen is that fifty one percent of the twelve point three million Muslims now in America support Sharia law. Twenty percent actually support the use of violence, including even bombs or violent guns and so on, against other fellow Americans. That's not good polls, is it? Well, what could possibly go wrong? <clears throat> what could go wrong, yeah. It's like, oh, we worry about Mr. Praddock, who probably has either has a brain tumor or was on a serotonin reuptake inhibitor drug like I call Prozac or Kill You Jack. Uh, and God knows what he was doing on the Internet because he was sleep deprived. But this is a much bigger problem. We've got 10,000 Muslim organizations in America, little cells. We have 40,000 hot arms uh, munitions uh, testing grounds where they actually have camps inside the United States. One was just outside... Uh, New York City. We talked about this a, a few weeks ago. Uh, what's it? What's it called? The one outside uh, uh, Islamabad. Islamabad. And they, when you see the pictures of this, like, what continent was this? On? Oh, it's just outside New York. You got to be kidding. It's within the stone's throw of Manhattan. And I'm thinking, wow. And we tolerate this. Why? Well, we tolerate something else too, which is even closer to us than what you've done. Most of the the exact what I'm going to call them the executive VPs of counter. Go ahead. Oh, oh, we cut out again for a second. See if we can uh, cut back in. Yeah, still have a connection. So, yeah, your sound went for a second there, Bill. Go ahead, repeat it. Oh, okay, S starting again. 
yep, Christian and Islamabad or any other such places, knowing that the Muslim Brotherhood has trained the top FBI counterterrorism. Wow. When you talk about close, that's way too close. That's too close. That's like right under your chin. How's that? That's already inside your house. Yeah, inside your house and with a scimitar at your neck. How's that? These are the same <laughs> FBI agents that declared that uh, the murder at Fort Hood was workplace violence. back to the Nutramedical Report. We're having a little delays in getting hold of uh, Tony, our chemist over that makes the Nutridine. And uh, I'm sure we'll be able to track him down and we'll see what happens. Um, so, uh, basically, I'm just going to go over some of the chemistry of Nutridine. Firstly, Edgar Casey prophesied Nutridine would be very important, especially at the end of the secular age. Right now, if you want to summarize what's going on with the cause of all illness, all illness is acidosis, hypoxia, mitochondrial dysfunction and the accumulation of biotoxins in tissues that are basically not producing enough high energy molecules like ATP and NADH. Now, I'm presenting a lecture in December called The Song of DNA and it explains exactly how quantum physics and it regulates your genes and regulates aging and disease. Now, Nutridine has three major effects that are really unique. Um, we have three major antipathogenics. We have Nutridine, which is unlike any other iodine. All other iodines are diatomic. This is the only monoatomic Tesla-activated plasma iodine in the world. We have neutral silver, which is an angstrom hydrogenated silver atom molecules that are basically uh, now put in the liposomal enzymatic envelope to deliver to the tissues. That similar technologies in our indium me. We're also working on a kind of rainbow specific major minor minerals that will be in the same technology, and that will be available probably in the next month or two. Now, what happens with Nutridine, it does three major things. Firstly, it stimulates mitochondrial genesis. It helps you make new, healthy mitochondria. Number two, it detoxifies halides because of the higher energy states in fluoride, chloride, or bromide, which in their natural chemistry are higher energy than iodine. Iodine is extremely important because triiodoiodine, which is T3, is 4,000 times more rapidly attached to the crystagallia of the receptors. Uh, and uh, that's important to understand that it's 3,000 times more avidly attached to the receptors of your cell. So if you don't have if you don't have proper, um, I'm going to say this, uh, T3 and T3 doesn't have a long half life. It's converted to T2 and reverse T2 very quickly because it lasts five and a half minutes. And each cell, cell tissue or compartment is completely separate under autonomic control. So your T3, T4, which is you know, basically your thyroid hormone, lasts 37 and a half hours, is sent to the other organs of your body and it's sequestered and then bioconverted in each tissue. Your brown fat tissues run your internal organs, your skeletal muscles, your central nervous system, your solid organs like kidneys and liver. Each compartment autonomically regulates the bioconversion and activation of this, which turns on the engine, if you want to call it like a choke, to generate ATP, high-energy adenosine triphosphate, and nicotine adenine dinucleotide hydride, or NADH. So the first thing it does is, number one, it detoxifies halides, 
because it's higher energy than fluoride, chloride, and bromide. If you're taking these molecules, whether it's in water or bread, like brominated bread, or other molecules like chlorinated or chloramines, which attach to your not only your DNA, but also attach to proteins, they displace iodine and they can create, instead of T, you know, T3I, it's T3Cl or FL, fluoride, chloride, or bromide, BR. That's not good because they attach in an incorrect manner to the crystalgolly to activate oxidative phosphorylation to make your energy. The next thing is when we do this process and we actually have the information, I'm trying to get the pictures so I can get them correctly set up as a video presentation, you actually get a, um, how can I explain this? You get a, uh, a shift in the spectral frequency of pattern when you put it through the Tesla field. This is a very powerful Tesla field, so if you don't do it correctly, you can have a really big explosion. So nobody else knows how to do this except the guy that I've, we've hired that actually makes this for us as a NASA contract engineer. Now, the second thing that it does is it kills all known pathogens, and it won't knock off your normal probiotic uh, gut bacteria. For example, your gut bacteria do a lot of important things, but you want to knock off things like uh, Helicobacter pylori, Clostridium difficile, Enterococci, all kinds of nasty bugs or parasites in your body, because most people don't realize whenever you have disease, uh, the diseased or low oxidative state, low electron density state tissue, <clears throat> low high energy molecule tissue is going to attract toxins and stealth pathogens. So when we are trying to fight a pathogen, for example, we have a gentleman who's, uh, I get tons of people every day, but we have one gentleman, for example, that's got Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Initially, his doctor thought he had cancer. I said, get him to do an aspiration and culture out what's going on there. And he had Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which we see in cystic fibrosis. Yeah, he's not cystic, but basically has these chronic pathogens in his upper lobes of his lungs. And we gave him Neutrodine in his zone of tissue that's basically solidly impacted with this mess. He's getting better. Now, Neutrodine will penetrate through the tissues. You can't develop drug resistance. And it kills off all known pathogens, viruses, bacteria, worms, uh, nanobacteria, psittacosis, which is bigger than a virus and smaller than a bacterium, nanobacteria that can infect the biofilm of your arteries, etc., 15 to 20 drops three times a day. And the third thing that uh, Neutrodine does is <clears throat> it uh, basically, uh, how can I say this, it raises the redox potential or the biophoton potential of tissue. So now the DNA are communicating with the telomeres or the ion channels to open up and bring in minerals to help reverse aging. So it's part of our anti-aging protocol. Most people that get sick have mitochondrial dysfunction. They're all in a sense have type 1 and more commonly type 2 hypothyroidism. Type 2 hypothyroidism, there's an increase in reverse thyroid hormone, which blocks the thyroid receptor. In fact, if you want to put people in suspended animation for deep space flight, eating very little or being on a transdermal pump giving them nutrients, you give them reverse thyroid hormone. Now, when your RT3s are high, your core temperature and your core body metabolism is low. So the average person that's overweight basically has type 2 hypothyroidism. So they, they have higher blood insulin levels. They've got uh, higher levels of cortisol and stress hormones, they get a lower core temperature, they tend to shut calories into their fat storage, and they tend to have lower mitochondrial function because the reverse thyroid hormone really shuts off the mitochondria. Now, if you don't correct that, it's going to cause problems, whether it's obesity, turning diabetic, causing peripheral neuropathy, for example, type 2, hypothyroid, type 2 diabetes is very common, but type 3, people don't know, is actually is dementia. So when your astrocytes in your brain lose their ability to have normal oxidative metabolism and they get insulin resistance so they don't metabolize sugar 
things like medium chain triglycerides and you know in coconut milk are helpful to keep brain cells still firing. But if you get hypothyroidism of the brain, it's called dementia. And your doctors may or may not know this, but the number one cause of death in Britain now is dementia. It's number one. So what we're seeing is a mitochondrial apocalypse in the the you do the treatment and the thing to reverse it. I don't like to use the word cure, but the treatment is neutrodine or mitothyroid. Mitothyroid is very, very important. Uh, mitothyroid is basically uh, the glandular thyroid adrenal and hypothalamus. We also recommend you take, besides the neutrodine, uh, six other minerals. We recommend selenium cruciferate, which is our John Hopkins University selenium. It's an organic chelate. It's much safer and non-toxic compared to other Seleniums and minerals plus because you need seven minerals to deionate in the five prime position to create activated T3. Now you want to provide these so that when the tissue is ready to do it under autonomic control, it can do it. If you don't have the minerals present, we also add forscolin, coleus forscoli, I call forscolin, that not only turns white fat into brown fat but also helps reverse atrial fibrillation, but it also is very important to stimulate five prime deionation to reverse hypothyroidism is type 2 so uh, for skull and usually a capsule twice to three times a day will help reverse type 2 hypothyroidism and you'll see if it's working along with the mitothyroid two capsules in the morning and if your thyroid is still low two capsules in the early part of the afternoon two or three in the afternoon whatever time zone you're in you want to check to see after a month or so what your core body temperature is with a gerotherm alcohol thermometer uh, or a digital thermometer used for fertility that measures two decimal points and you can measure free hormone levels of free T3, free reverse T3, that's free RT3, free T4, and a high sensitivity TSH. Now, if your core temperature is low and your reverse temperature thyroid hormone is high, even if your T4 and T3 levels are normal, you're still hypothyroid. So, if your doctor is just doing it on the basis of the blood test of T4 and T3, they've missed the boat. So, we're going to try to see if we can connect to our, our friend... Uh, Tony, our Nutridine chemist, and we'll be back in just a minute. Stay right there. If you have questions on any health issue, 877-317-6432, 877-317-6432. We'll be back in just a moment. Now I just, uh, uh, I'm glad to get you on the second segment. Uh, let's continue. Uh, I want to talk about the spectral changes when you put the uh, neutrine on the diatomic form, pure diatomic iodine through the Tesla field. And nobody else does this. I mean, they mine iodine, they mix with other heavy metals and other things. This is pure diatomic iodine put through a special process that literally energizes it. Now, it was originally prophesied by Edgar Casey. And uh, it's a, it has three main properties that are really unique, but the most important is that when it's put through this field, it's converted to a monatomic plasma form. And there's a spectral change in the frequency uh, spectra of the, uh, of the structure that signifies that the process was successful. Can you explain a little bit of it without being too technical? 
Yeah, so what I do is I do an analysis on the raw iodine product and also on the cooked product. Um, after it's introduced to the electromagnetic field, um, I use a high resolution resolution spectrophotometer to take the reading. So that ensures highly accurate data. Um, so what I do is whenever the peak, I look for a drop in the peak height around 290 and 375 nanometers because at this spot, that's where the uh, molecular and the triiodide species of iodine are found. And um, our, those are the species of iodine that are in our raw crystals. And so whenever I introduce the raw crystals into the electromagnetic field um, in order to produce the finished product, it cleaves the covalent bonds of the molecular iodine and the bonds of the triiodide as well. Right. And so the chemistry takes place, and there's a splitting of the electrons, and so this ultimately is what produces our atomic state of the iodine, which is, you know, what's useful for our body. Exactly. So now, I tell people, by the way, when they store it, they store it, <clears throat> number one, away from sunlight and away from heat and away from strong electromagnetic fields so it doesn't disrupt the structure, right? That is correct. Because it is, it is you know... Um, a redox, it's easily redox in the oxidated state, so whenever the sunlight hits it, um, it you know, it helps the electrons to help. Exactly. Now, let's get into some of the effects of this. Now, if you were to describe, and, and let's say you were an ancient archaeologist coming from a future world looking back at the 20, early 21st century world, what you describe is basically the energy state of the life forms on the planet was dropping. Uh, and the primary reason why it's dropping is three main things. Uh, the, uh, the removal of minerals from the soil and the food and even the water supply. For example, when the minerals are not present in the oceans, the phytoplankton and the zooplankton and the fish and so on can't grow. Uh, when it removes the minerals from, from plants or you have toxic halides, for example, we put fluoride and now fluoramines. Fluoride is 10 million times more toxic than, uh, you know, more powerful than regular iodine. But fluoramines are millions of times more powerful. Chlorine is 100,000 times more toxic than uh, iodine. And chloramines are, are many hundreds of thousands of times more toxic. They even tried an experiment years ago by putting bromine into beer and bread in, uh, in Canada, and they stopped it. But believe it or not, they can still allow bromine into uh, the bread-making process here in America. You're aware of that, right? I did know that, yes. Now, they do that because it causes uh, faster rising. But the fact is, uh, when you displace normal iodine from the thyroid molecule, it changes the receptor binding of the T3 molecule. Now, it could be T3I, iodine, T3Cl, chlorine, or T3Br, bromine, or T3Fl, fluoride. And the binding capacity can change its degradation pathways and whether or not it's going to decrease the redox state of the cells. Now, when the redox state is low, it means the electron density in the cytochromes, which is in your mitochondrial tissues, if your mitochondrial density of electrons is low, you don't generate ATP. So for every glucose molecule through oxidative phosphorylation, you generate 32 adenosine triphosphate, but when it goes into low redox state or anaerobic, it only generates two. Now, every disease state, and this is not just a general rule, this is an absolute rule. It's like a rule of gravity. <clears throat> every disease state has three things that are present in it. <clears throat> a low redox state, a low electron density, and the low uh, levels of high energy 
molecules like ATP and NADH. If you give NADH tablets, I have a bottle sitting on my table here, you can give it to an animal like, say, a mouse or whatever, and you literally, in minutes, you can see it reverse to a higher energy state and act more like a young animal. Now, when you start using Nutridine, it has three main properties. It not only raises the redox potential and the energy flux density of the zeta potential of the cells or bioimpedance. You can actually measure bioimpedance. One of my doctor friends in the ICU in Aurora, Colorado, made a portable machine. He'd walk around the ICU, and if he saw someone's bioimpedance dropping, he knew they were going to crash that night and die in the ICU. Now, wow. Yeah, you have to understand what we're talking about is biophysics, okay? So we're talking about something that's quantifiable. You can measure the, it's almost like a bunch of batteries, and you know, like all your cells lined up as a serial set of batteries, you know, millions of cells. Now, uh, every disease state, if you could look on someone like this Linus Pauling's field ion scanner that he hypothesized, and five years ago I actually came up with a technology with a radiologist in Los Angeles how to build one. So I know how to build it, and I'm going to get the patent first before I actually try to go to a technical company to build the first ion scanner, which in the 25th century, when our starships are traveling across the galaxy, they'll have to have these to diagnose what's wrong with their people and their star systems using quantum... Uh, technologies like this, which is a spin-off of things like the Metapathy Hunter, which we now have in New York, Fayetteville, and now being set up this afternoon. I'm training the technicians and Dr. Winkler uh, in Carlsbad. And it was designed by the Russian Academy of Sciences and Dr. Nesterov over the last 55 years. But it's all based on this principle. Now, what Edgar Casey saw is the future where mitochondrial apocalypse and the poisoning with fluoride, chlorine, and bromide, now also the mineral depletion of the soils because the rainbow of minerals that turns on your genes are actually really essential to maintain a higher energy state. So if you look at the oldest living populations in the world, all 18, 17 of them drink glacial milk with indium to bring them minerals into your cell, and the 18th seeds coral calcium, but you have to be able to generate activated thyroid hormone to have a high redox state, high, high electron density, which automatically makes tissues alkaline. As soon as the electron density is low, Linus Pauling talked about vitamin C as liquid electrons, as soon as you get a low electron density state, you have uh, anaerobic metabolism. And that's what cancer is, that's what autoimmune disease is, that's what infected and toxic tissue are. Every disease state has those characteristics are present, <coughs> whether it's animals, humans, or even plants. <coughs> so it's important to understand that the second thing it does is it kills all known pathogens. When you get into these high redox states, it kills off bacteria, viruses, parasites, worms, nanobacteria, psittacosis, which is a particle larger than a virus but smaller than the bacterium and nanobacteria. And the third thing it does, which is kind of amazing, is it decalcifies this area like the pineal gland and the higher nuclei of the brain and the area called the caudate and potamin nucleus at the base of the brain actually create our harmonic resonant generators. They actually generate the resonant signals that are sent out from the brain through the connective tissue and the proline side groups and your myelinated and non-myelinated fibers to tell your liver to still be a liver. There's actual signals being sent as phonon maser waves to tell your organs to still be organs. So that's why when you take out somebody's liver, after three days it stops being a liver even though it's on a heart-lung bypass machine because you're not feeding it the phonon maser waves to tell it to still be a liver. Isn't that interesting? And I figured out ways of actually measuring those frequencies. I'm the first in history to do that. I'm standing on the shoulders of Dr. Nesterov and Dr. Zhu from China that was at MIT. And over the last 37 years I've been working on this area and I've made major, major discoveries. <clears throat> now, why do I have a radio show to do this? Because I have to teach. Because what I've discovered over my, my past 40 years of practice <clears throat> and residency is that every time I made a major discovery, it's upset the powers that be. They either don't understand it, 
but don't understand the significance. For example, we have now plagues scrambling around the world affecting not only humans but animals, plants, etc. In fact, one of the latest plagues is a DNA plague called the Oxitec 513A gene double-stranded DNA complex that caused the 15 base pair change in the Zika virus uh, so that it's now causing massive uh, neurotropic destruction of nerve cells in the brain and the eyes, etc. It also is, is, is a bone marrow tropic. In other words, it goes to the bone marrow to destroy it. So you can have Zika viruses. PCR test is negative in your blood, but it's in your bone marrow destroying your bone marrow. People don't know that, do they? So if you I start taking if you start taking Nutrinine, it starts clearing your body of pathogens. It raises your tissue to a higher redox rate. It detoxifies halides, chloride, fluoride, and bromide. And no other iodine will do this. This is the top of our three major antipathogenics. Nutridine, we have Allison Med, German sourced, and neutral silver that I've designed that's no one else has anything even remotely like it. Uh, we have our Nutrimune 26Y with the avian aminoglobulins, the Nutri Defense, which I've designed. Nobody else has anything like it as well. The Nutridine is the number one nutraceutical here at Nutramedical. It does three major things resurrection mitochondria, detoxifies halides. Increases the redox state in tissues and makes your body regenerate and heal. There's nothing like it on Earth. It's amazing. Everybody should be on it. If you're not, your mitochondria are dying. Stay right there. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.